This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. And the global auto industry is hurting this year. Ward's Intelligence reports that sales in the first half of the year dropped 25%. That means automakers around the world built 13.5 million fewer vehicles. Here's our AutoLine insight. That's the equivalent of shutting 54 assembly plants and laying off more than 160,000 workers. It's also the equivalent of shutting 27 engine plants and 27 transmission plants, which gets rid of another 80,000 people. And remember, this doesn't include all the people at the supplier companies that were impacted. The second half of the year should be better. But these numbers show how hard the pandemic hit the industry. And with production down, automakers are looking for any way they can to cut costs. And one quick way is to reduce different trim options. Last year, GM eliminated about 3,500 parts coming into its assembly plants simply by getting rid of trim lines. For example, it cut two trim lines from the Chevrolet Equinox and chopped 11 different powertrain combinations down to five. Buick just eliminated two trim lines on the Encore. But even that's not enough. IHS Market predicts that instead of redesigning their cars every five years or so, automakers will extend that to eight or ten years with a mid-cycle refresh. And we'd like to point out that as electric vehicles adopt the so-called skateboard platform, it's going to be easier to do a simple refresh. Earlier this year, Toyota unveiled a crossover version of the Yaris, and it's on sale now in Japan. It's the first compact vehicle built on Toyota's new TNGA platform. It's powered by a one-and-a-half-liter three-cylinder engine that can be mated to a CVT or six-speed manual. A hybrid version is available as well, which is powered by the same three-cylinder engine. It's also offered in front or four-wheel drive, and hybrid models are available with electric four-wheel drive too. Toyota's SafetySense suite of advanced driver assistance technologies is standard on most trims. The gasoline model starts at about $17,000, while the hybrid starts at around $21,500. It will also go on sale in Europe next year. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Disasters have a tendency to bring people, and apparently automakers, together. In a highly unusual move, Toyota and Honda are collaborating on a mobile power system to aid areas that lose power during natural events like typhoons and rainstorms. The system, called the Moving E, consists of a Toyota fuel cell bus with double the hydrogen capacity of the standard bus, and it's then packed with nearly 100 portable battery packs of different sizes from Honda. The buses are able to generate up to 490 kilowatt hours of power with a maximum output of 18 kilowatts. 
However, the further the bus has to drive to get to a disaster area, the less power it will be able to generate since it too runs off that hydrogen. But another benefit is that the moving E can still transport people or just be used as a place to rest. Due to the impact of the coronavirus pandemic, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is giving automakers another six months to meet its quiet car mandate. That's where all electric and hybrid vehicles must make some sort of sound when traveling below about 19 miles per hour so that anyone outside of the vehicle can hear it coming. We only have one question. What the heck is taking so long with this? Congress first asked for an acoustic alert system back in 2010, and Europe has had it in place for over a year now on all new vehicles. We wonder what the difficulty is. In April, GM, Volkswagen, and Toyota all asked for the deadline to be extended by a year. Instead of September 1st like they asked for, they'll now have to have it done by March 1st. NHTSA says the delay strikes a balance between providing relief and implementation of the technology. Just in case you missed it, Jeep keeps teasing the new Wagoneer. We've seen a shot of the grille, a silhouette of the front end, a view from the top, a look at part of the dash and air vent, and even a little bit of the badging. But at least we won't have to wait too much longer to see the whole thing. The Wagoneer debuts on September 3rd at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. And by Borg Warner. Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. More and more people are interested in shopping for a vehicle online. So Volkswagen is launching a new website for car buyers in the U.S. for the upcoming ID4. The site allows visitors to research the vehicle, helps them decide if an EV fits their needs, schedule a test drive, make a $100 reservation, and then track their vehicle from the plant to the dealership. Volkswagen hopes the website will lead to more interest in EVs as well as expand online ordering. But Volkswagen executives say it's not an attempt to minimize dealers and they'll remain a big part of the sales process. Volkswagen will unveil the ID4 next month, and it goes on sale in ZEV states in the U.S. by the end of the year. Continental, the giant German supplier, conducted an amazing study of how it collaborated with the Nazi regime during World War II. It commissioned a comprehensive four-year academic study, and the conclusions are grim. It says Continental became a pillar of the Nazi war machine and benefited greatly from its collaboration. While many German companies were able to prevent the Nazis from influencing or dominating them, Continental embraced the Nazis. It even exploited and mistreated concentration camp prisoners. It's a terrible story, but you've got to admire Continental for dredging up its ugly past and using that to start an internal debate on corporate social responsibility and integrating that into its corporate strategy. That takes guts and we salute Continental for not trying to hide from its past. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching, and we hope to see you back here again tomorrow.